Welcome everyone to the Gazebo Effect Star, Star Wars, Wars Historians. Wow, that was even lamer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that was pretty it's lame. Pretty bad. Yeah, but really still, still was called though Star Wars Historians. Yeah, Star Wars Historians. So uh, my name is David Gonzalez, and I'm with my very close friend Luke Fornay. We're both incredible Star Wars fans. Yep. We're so great. I can't believe it. Yeah. That's how incredible it is. And we, we love Star Wars, and so the whole point of the of this Star Wars Historians podcast is going to just be us diving into the world of Star Wars. Amen. We'll be talking about, you know, Star Wars that's currently happening right now, Star Wars that has already happened, and also what is to come in the future. And not just the movies, Mm-mm. not just the men, but the women. And the, the children, children too. too. Uh, and by that I mean not just the movies, but also the TV shows. And also into the comics and books as well, yeah. which is really kind of uh, why we do this podcast, because not a lot of people uh, get to read those. And yeah. so we really want to have this kind of full understanding of what this Star Wars world is all about. Absolutely. And also we'll be diving into the different philosophies, you know, the philosophies of understanding the Force, the Jedi, the Sith, the Mandalorians, you mm-hmm. know, especially with the new Mandalorian show that is on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and also, while we're recording these podcasts, we're going to have different guests from time to time coming in uh, and helping us. And today we have Tim Duncan in the house. He's uh, working here with us at the Gazebo Effect headquarters. Hello, everyone. Tim Duncan, who famously de- despises every movie that has ever been produced. He, That's not true. He hates them so much. I, I love movies. He lets, the hate, he, he lets the hate run through him. Speaking of run through him. We're going to be running through the different trilogies that the Star Wars universe has in the Skywalker saga. That was a better segue than it had any business to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But we're going to first, in this podcast, be looking solely on the original trilogy, which is episodes 4, 5, and 6, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Which, to me, and it's just for me, my favorite um Trilogy. That's also for me, actually. Yeah, my I was about to say, that's not, that's not a hot take at <laughs> all. It's not a hot take. But, yeah, so we're going to be diving into first looking in at the Force, how it was presented in the original trilogy. Then we'll be focusing on Luke Skywalker uh, as his character arc and how he has developed over the these three films. Then we'll talk about our favorite, you know, our favorite things about this trilogy, what makes it so special to us, uh, and also talk about our favorite characters and our moments from the original trilogy. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. This is Star Wars Historian from The Gazebo Effect. So now that The Rise of Skywalker has has concluded, has has come, and now the Star, Star Wars saga has come to an end, uh, or the Skywalker saga has come right, to an Star end. Star Wars is still going on. Yeah, Star Wars is still going on. Um, but now it's, it's time for us to start looking at, you know, these trilogies, you know, the original, the prequel, the sequel trilogies, and really say, you know, which ones did extremely well in terms of telling a story, um, and really just satisfying its audience, uh, and we're going to start with, you know, the original trilogy, we're going to start with 4, 5, and 6. Yep. And so uh, a lot of the reason why we're, why we're looking back first um, and just doing kind of a quick, relatively quick overview of race trilogy is because we want to see how the sequel trilogy holds up and uh, connects to the other six movies. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, probably the first thing that we need to talk about for the original trilogy is kind of the first major character. So starting with from Tat- Tatooine rather than starting with Tanabe for 
first major character that is Obi-Wan, and we're introduced to the Force, and to the Jedi, to the Clone Wars, uh, and different things like that. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think I think the focus with Obi-Wan introducing the Force in, in Episode 4, um, I liked it better than what we got in the prequels uh, with the Metachlorians, but it's, it's, it's an energy field that that surrounds us and binds the whole universe together and it's a to me it's a it's a great introduction a, a simple basic concept that the audience is really able to grasp initially from the start right and really uh so what we know about the force and jedi from the beginning is pretty much just that there's this character darth vader who we see in the very very beginning, and who Obi Wan mentions, and that Obi and that Darth Vader betrays this other Jedi whose name was Anakin, and so we kind of get to see the beginning of the difference between the Jedi and the Sith, but still very vague. Don't quite know what each one is about mm-hmm. at the very beginning, except it's very clear that. The, the the Jedi are kind of seen as mystics, especially by those who are outside of their order, uh, which you see with Han. I think we uh, also see the the mystic side when uh, when Darth Vader's talking to his the commanders of the Death Star, and mm, um, yeah, he's trying to convince them that uh, the power of the Death Star is meaningless compared to the the power of the Force, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I mean, they don't believe it because, I mean, it's it's kind of like mystic versus science in a way. I also think, and just going back to, to what Tim was talking about in terms of, you know, when we see Vader use it for the first time, especially when the Force is known as more of a religion, an ancient religion, uh, and I think the reason why is because, I mean, from episode 3 to episode 4, there's about an 18-year gap to where the Jedi were extinct for probably a better part of a decade, mm-hmm. most yeah. likely. And so a lot of the Imperial, you know, soldiers, officers, have only been able to really um, see Vader. And they're just like, yes, you're extremely powerful, but you're also just one man. Yeah. And you could even say that they would be like and even if you were if you were on a planet that the death star was fixing to blow up having the force wouldn't save you mm-hmm. yeah um however vader wasn't on a planet that they were going to blow up he was right next to them right and so that's where you, where you kind of see vader just being like oh you really think your your machine and your 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 battle station whatever your planet killer whatever you want to call it is stronger than the power of the force. Well, let me remind you. Yeah. Um, and Obi Wan, I think, used the force for his survival. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and and I think though those are two different distinctions we can use of the force that was introduced in Episode Four, was the fact that the force could be viewed as a way to control life. Right. Or, it's not used in a way solely for your benefit right mm-hmm. yeah to, to kind of put other words to it, it, it we even in the beginning in episode four we see that the dark side is very much 
all about the pursuit of power and the pursuit of domination through that power. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the light side is is a pursuit to be more in tune with the force more than anything else. Yeah. One of the things I love about, um, especially the first movie, is it's a um, a retelling of the hero story in kind of the space setting. Mm -hmm. um, but the way it introduced the main characters, I thought was so well done. We have the the princess who gets captured, and then it goes to a Luke who's just uh, nobody on a farm yeah. who He's... wants to be something, someone better. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got the the kind of hokey space wizard uh, Obi Wan, or sorry, Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Um, and then we got the the heroic ish rogue pilot. Yeah, skeptical. Yeah. Uh, of like everything and everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we see throughout the trilogy, we see uh, the rogue becoming more of uh, a leader in the uh, rebellion uh, general at mm -hmm. the end. And we see Luke um, at the very beginning literally knowing how to farm moisture and then becoming the savior of the galaxy um, and redeeming his father. And we see the princess captured at the very beginning, but then being the the leader of the entire rebellion at the end. And we see all of those different uh, character arcs and everything work together to save the galaxy. Mm -hmm. But also, it also explored their characters um, in ways that fulfilled the character arcs without jeopardizing the story. Um, but it, I think it was a perfect retelling of the hero story. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and touch on some of the some of those things you said because, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. But it, let's talk specific about you know these story arcs that were created, these character arcs that were created. Um, first, I want to bring up Luke Skywalker because he is the the main, you know, the main character, the guy that we focus on that that is painted the hero, especially when we get to Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, now, one of the things that I have heard, especially from people who are now barely getting into Star Wars, mm -hmm. um, the thing that I've heard is they, they watch it and they say, man, Luke Skywalker is really whiny. And, and this is interesting because it's a complaint that I've heard about Luke for a long time, but I've never really personally understood it. Like, I mean, you, you live on this desert planet with your uncle and aunt and you have friends who are off going doing things although we don't see that as much in the movie uh and you're stuck there so I, I mean a lot of it makes sense to me i don't i think i think it does make sense i don't think it's necessarily wrong to say that he is whiny but i think it, it does make sense yeah and when you think about um uh I mean, he's eager to prove himself, and he's eager to do more than just stay on a farm with his aunt and uncle. Right. Uh, he wants to make something better of himself. And I don't think that's... I think that's part of the hero's journey, is like just wanting to do more than just stay on a farm. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is, especially, um, you know, the fact that, that he does grow up on a farm. He doesn't want to do that. That's yeah, not no. that's not something that he chose for himself. Obviously, 
you know he knows that there's more for him to do uh and especially with his deleted scenes with Biggs, you know that yeah that that we never got to see in the actual movie and i would i uh, kind of wish that Biggs, it was and i'll and for a quick explanation big stark lighter being his friend from tatooine who went to the imperial academy and then ran off after learning some skills uh, and then Luke and Biggs reunite right before they go down to take the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And in that fight, Biggs falls, but Luke remains. Yeah. So. And so that then the deleted scenes, which is where Biggs is saying, I'm going to the Imperial Academy. You should come. Uh, and Luke's just like, well, I can't. Like, I want to, but I can't. And, and it's really showing that Luke... Is not made to be a farmer. No. Yeah. He realizes it himself. He, he feels something, like, probably even in himself that, like, it's not in his blood. Right. Which I think, while a lot of people kind of want Star Wars to not associate with this idea of, like, your bloodline matters, and, like, if your uh, father's in grandfathers or heroes or villains then that's going to impact your life i think it still very much is something that is true in star wars in the star wars universe yeah where you come from does matter yeah and so uh we see that with luke but i i'm thinking about it now because luke leaves tatooine literally only like in pursuit of being better himself yeah. Because he, I mean, he doesn't like the Empire, but he's not really setting out to defeat the Empire by himself. Yeah. And he's just really going with Obi-Wan because he knows that he can learn the ways of the Force with Obi-Wan. Yeah. Which makes me almost want to see a Star Wars where the Death Star doesn't blow up Alderaan. Because I want to see what he and Obi-Wan would do uh, kind of in this, like, what-if scenario. Yeah. On Alder- Alderaan. On Alderaan. Yeah. 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 But, that would be um, interesting. You you said something earlier about um, uh, when he left Tatooine and how it was like when you're talking in bids and how he just wanted to do something. But he also didn't want to betray his trust with his aunt and uncle. Right. Like he was willing to stay and farm with them. Yeah. Um, because they raised him. Mm-hmm. and But the, 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 the severing tie was when... Um, when he saw their charred oh, remains, yeah. and he he just realized at that point that he had nothing left, yeah. um, and instantly uh, wanted to leave with Ben. Right. So I mean, so we see from the get go that he's a very loyal character, yeah. and then this will be proven more and more uh, throughout the rest of Episode Four, and then throughout the rest of this trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And so in Episode Five, you know, when we when we see him, we see him as someone who's eager. To learn more, uh, to become a better Jedi, to learn the ways of the Force, and then we get, you know, an interesting character who, mm-hmm. who for me, he's the reason why Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, is my favorite character, or my favorite movie, and it's Yoda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoda coming in, and Luke, again, shows a little bit of impatience in, in wanting to learn wanting to learn quickly there's no time to waste and yes i know that could be seen as a negative thing but i also kind of see it a little bit 
like you said, that loyalty coming in because he says, I want to learn all I can and then I have to go back. Yeah, I have to go use it now, yeah. But uh, I think that also, I know we're just focusing on the original trilogy, but we can also tie that back into the prequels when uh, the Jedi Order um, has the, the rule um, they can't be over this certain age. Mm-hmm. And he was definitely past that age. Yeah. And yeah. that he has those attachments to his friends um, and those are hindering his training. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that the order had known of. Yeah. Previously. Yeah, they had established that, and and again, that's something more that we can probably talk about on a different podcast when we're talking about Jedi philosophies and mm-hmm. Jedi Jedi mm-hmm. codes and training. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, of I guess episode five, it does seem to. His experiences in life do seem to hinder his growth and his training initially, right. especially when talking about when he when he goes and he tries to lift up his uh, his X-wing that mm-hmm. had fallen into the swamp, um, and he says it's too heavy. I can't lift it. Um, it's it's in that where you know his personal experiences of always being told you can't. It's not your time. Right. I think it's when those memories come back in and actually hindered his training a bit. Um, and so, so I think really episode five, what we see is uh, Yoda is trying to unmake everything that Luke has become like mm-hmm. throughout his entire experience growing up and throughout his ex- entire experience in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet a lot of that is probably due to his proximity to Han, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. Han is literally the antithesis of uh, Yoda. Han is very much what's what's right here and what I can control, uh, what I'm physically able to do. That's what I need to be in charge of. That's what I need to think about. Yeah. But Yoda is urging Luke to look beyond his own ability because he has access to the Force. And so to, to once again, there's an emphasis on uh, becoming one with the Force. But now we get to see a little bit more about how a Jedi does that. Yeah. So a Jedi does that through patience. Mm-hmm. A Jedi does that through the emptying of themselves and without these negative emotions that really, while we get to see more about the Force and more about the Jedi, we actually learn a lot about the Sith through what Yoda teaches mm-hmm. them. Because Yoda is constantly telling him not to go the way of the dark side, mm-hmm. like like Darth Vader does. Yeah. Um, we also see that... Uh, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but um, when they were talking about destroying the Death Star the first time, um, Luke says that he can shoot Womp Rats back home. Oh, yeah. Or something yeah, like they're that. not much bigger than two meters. Right. Yeah. And he, he talks possible. about his his skill um, as a pilot and a mm-hmm. shooter and everything. And then when he's doing his training, um, Yoda tries to get him to lift the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knows... That's normally impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even despite the fact that he can shoot womp rats, which are super small, because that's not normally possible with like some a normal person still. He has to learn something completely new. Yeah. yeah. And I think that just shows that his, I, I, with what you were saying, it, it's 
breaking down what he has known before and who he was before yeah and turning him into something else yeah and i think uh going off that you know he it seems like yoda is is, is unmaking luke in this process but at the same time there's a little bit of pushback from luke where he says okay i understand there are some things i'm gonna have to let go but my friends and the relationships i've made I'm not letting that go. Yeah, he's still very much yeah. loyal to his friends. And he pulls and so he he leaves when he ever when he has the vision of of them being in danger and he leaves prematurely with his training on like incomplete goes off to face Vader obviously you know loses and 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 finds out that Vader is his father which then pushes us into 6 yeah where Luke is now established he has been training on his own for for a, a while while trying to help the rebellion and those kinds of things and we see a luke skywalker completely different than how he started in new hope exactly yeah Um, he's much more at peace with himself and he's much more kind of to use language from other trilogies he's much more in balance mm -hmm. um and he seems to be more patient and more wise too yeah and so for him now just being like in a position to where he's using the force maturely he is making the best decisions as a jedi would but also on top of that still caring and being compassionate for his friends Mm -hmm. for his cause uh and not letting it affect him until his rematch with vader right um and especially towards the last half where vader is able to sense um and reveal luke reveals to vader that Vader has a daughter and it's Leia and using that against him yeah now the thing about that that I think I found is interesting is that Luke gets pushed to the point to the limit to where he's leaning towards the dark side but then he comes back yeah and he throws the lightsaber away yeah Mm -hmm. he and and I think the reason why is because uh there's that moment of pause where he he's fighting out of anger. He's uh, just raging against Darth Vader, and he pushes him down. He cuts his hand off, and there he sees that he that Darth Vader also had a metallic hand mm-hmm. or a robotic hand. I mean, uh, and part of it is maybe just that separation that he's on the ground and Luke's on top uh, gives him time to think about it. But or but maybe part of it. He has the high ground. <laughs> yeah, he has the high ground. Uh, or part of it is that. He realizes the path that would set him that it would set him on if he did strike Darth Vader down. Right. Because he, I mean, in Episode Five, you have the cave experience in which he literally strikes Darth Vader down, and his face is in the helmet. Mm-hmm. And then you, then he gets the robot hand at the end of Five, and so whenever he sees that with Vader, he identifies with him again and he realizes if I keep going down this path I'm going to end up just like he did mm-hmm. yeah and I think in, through the entire trilogy um, anger has been a part of Luke mm-hmm. uh, when when he saw Ben Kenobi die he got mad and shot like all the stormtroopers yeah uh, and then in 5 when he was on Cloud City um he he went there rashly um not necessarily have anger but to save his friends yeah but then his 
his duel with Darth Vader was mostly out of rage mm-hmm. and lost him the fight and then uh in six when he just got pushed to the dark side and just started uh hatching at darth vader with pure anger um but then i think at the very end he he was able to conquer that anger and see what he could become like you said darth yeah. vader and he he was successful in turning darth vader back to the light to the good side um and i think that really completed his character arc um and i think it was a a good way of doing it over three movies but at the same time (coughs) i think the first movie uh was complete in its own right uh like there didn't have to be another one after that Mm -hmm. um because for one thing george lucas was doing something that I don't think it had ever been done that well before. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't sure if another one could have been made. Another yeah. One, yeah. Um, and I think it had a good ending. But it also could have been set up for another one. Um, so I think it's like the first one had a character arc for all of them. But then the other two movies explored those character arcs. And then further completed them at the end. Yeah, I would say I definitely agree with that. Because you do see it where... Like, I almost forget that... It's the same movie in A New Hope whenever Obi-Wan dies and they blow up the the Death Star. Yeah. Because because Luke does undergo that change and it almost makes you think like, okay, well, this story is complete. Like, they're going to keep fighting against the Empire off screen, but then you you get to see the rest of the action. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. I think Luke... His character arc, I think, is the most interesting from the from the original trilogy. Uh, so now we're going to move on to let, let's talk about some of the positive things that we've that we've enjoyed from the original trilogy. Each one of us will, will get a chance to to say what our favorite thing about it was. I'll go first. Um, I'm already going to go ahead and take this one. It's the score. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, 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 John Williams in this is a genius truly truly was able to create beautiful melodies um princess leia's theme you know imperial march yoda and the force um han and leia and then you have you know those fun astro field uh, asteroid field and 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 you know binary sunset which is legendary which is known as probably one of the greatest pieces of all time um and also cantina band yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and, and we use that. We use that when we play, you know, uh, Star Wars Epic Duels, which who yeah. sponsors uh, this video. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, the, the the score for me was probably my favorite part, other than the story, other than you know the characters. I don't think Star Wars would be where it's at without that score. Oh no, definitely not. I don't know if we can beat that. That's. <laughs> Pretty up there. Of course, I do agree. The score is phenomenal. Um, I think something that also complements the, uh, or is what makes the original trilogy so good is the uh, the combination of the different characters. Um, Because we have very diverse alien species, Mm -hmm. um, 
some of them taking prominent roles like Chewie and Yoda. Um, but then we have the different, um, almost like class of heroes, like Ben Kenobi being like the wizard type person, mm-hmm. got the pilot, um, the uh, the princess, the the hero. Um, and, but we all have those introduced and having their own characters in, um, I, I just, I don't think it would be the same if those characters were any different. Yeah. And, and the fact that they also had very good chemistry, yeah. the banter was also yeah, the very act, excellent. Yeah, the actors were great. Now, obviously not all of them had a whole lot of experience at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Al Guinness was a giant amongst some relatively un- unknown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but no, I totally agree. Uh, character design in those movies is fantastic, and that's actually one of my favorite things about the entire saga is very strong characterization. And so, whenever you don't see that play out quite as much as you would like it, mm-hmm. um, that that kind of hurts how I feel about that movie but but i think generally in these three movies and in all the movies they do a pretty good job and it's very very interesting another thing to add to that i think it's also interesting that uh alec guinness didn't like his part no you know uh uh, harrison ford did not like star wars yeah and then uh and uh the guy who plays billy d no uh r2d2 Oh, Kenny Baker? Yeah, yeah, Kenny Baker. And him and, uh, I can't remember the guy's name who played C-3PO. Uh, uh, Andy Daniels. Yeah, both of them didn't like each other. Um, but both of those had really good chemistry. Uh, Alec Guinness played the part amazing. And I think the best, yeah. And Harrison really just Ford was great. Just Alec Guinness is a class act, and Harrison Ford is just a really good actor. Yeah. And I think even if Harrison Ford doesn't really like Star Wars that much, he still liked... We still like Mark Hamill, and he still like Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but no, um, yeah. It's really funny. I feel like uh, probably the original trilogy is the one with the least amount of Star Wars fans in it, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is funny. But yeah, especially probably prequels is the one that has the most, where people are just really big fans of it, and then sequels, it's like in between original trilogy and prequels yeah. yeah i know even mcgregor is a huge fan of it yeah so yeah and so i i do have to ask uh or are uh, you gonna say something else uh i was just going to say that um probably one of the things that i really like about these movies that that really makes it star wars uh well there's two things one is is beating impossible odds which we see in four and six and the other is that the the direction of the movies is brave enough where the heroes don't always have to win, which is what we yeah. see in five. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and just to kind of, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that, so I'm just going to go ahead and touch on it, <laughs> just because I know we're going to talk about it when we get to the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. and one of the issues it had with it. But the but the, I think one of the brighter points of of, of the original trilogy, and you can even say the same for the prequels, is that it was under one direction. Yeah, one vision for the story, uh, and it never deviated from that person's story. What he, what George Lucas wanted to tell, the story he wanted to tell, was the one that we got. Yeah, and I so think that did four, five, and six. Time. Yeah, yeah, but four, five, and six flowed. Yeah, easily, easily to the vision that George Lucas, yeah. you know, had. 
Um, and yeah, the story probably in his mind changed in the writings over time, but it was still. And he took advice from the director yeah. of Empire. And yeah, stuff like and, that. and he and he definitely took advice. But at the end of the day, it was he had to approve it. It was his story, mm-hmm. and to me, that's one of the the best things about the original trilogy and I think something that we can't say honestly about the sequel trilogy and no. we'll get into that <laughs> we'll get into that when we talk about the sequel trilogy um, but, so, but we I, s- so we said we were going to pick our favorite character yeah so the- this is how we're going to end the podcast we're going to pick our favorite character our favorite Star Wars character from the original should we trilogy. do character and moment yeah I almost think movie too yeah, that would be moment. Well, yeah, I mean, like yeah. favorite m- movie since we have different movies. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. We can we can go ahead and name those yeah. as well. So my favorite movie out of the trilogy is actually going to be Return of the Jedi. Uh, oh, are we doing all three? Okay. Yeah, just uh, go ahead and do. So it. Return of the Jedi, and then favorite moment, probably in that movie, would probably have to be Luke in his. Uh, in his, yeah, Luke and the in Tatooine. Whenever they're at Jabba's palace mm-hmm. in the sail barge and everything with that, because it just showed you perfectly um, how like common collected like Luke was, and you could see this is what a Jedi should look like. Mm-hmm. And I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, Tim. Uh, my favorite movie was A New Hope. Uh, and. Uh, I'd say my favorite character is probably Han Solo, just because he started out very reluctant, um, like in the, the Death Star, when he mm, decided damn. only to save Leia for the money. Um, but then at the end of that movie, we we see him come back and save Luke. Yeah. And then was able to destroy the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I think at the end of the trilogy, he he was. Um, one of the best parts of the whole trilogy. Yeah, I agree. Um, so for me, my favorite movie was uh, was Empire Strikes Back. That's my favorite. Um, and I, even a lot of Star Wars fans would say that is the best one, even mm-hmm. if it's not necessarily their favorites. Uh, and I think my favorite character was Yoda. Um, even even especially in in Return of the Jedi, even when he's dying, like he's still there giving Luke advice. Um, but my favorite scene and my favorite moment was Yoda encouraging, teaching Luke um, about what really the Force was. It's it's it, it binds us, you know, and. and it's something that we use and, and that helps us and it, 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 it it's all around nature and it's all around everything and he used that as an encouragement to get him to lift the X-Wing mm-hmm. and probably one of my and just to tag on to that probably one of the greatest things about Yoda is that like you have this really grizzled just super old alien and yet he still talks about the force with like such wonder mm-hmm. that like there's like a little bit of uh, I don't know what the word is but like little bit of whimsy to the way that he talks about it mm-hmm. that it's that it's connecting everything that's in the trees the rocks the, yeah but yeah and and even then you know when 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 he when luke is unable to raise the x-wing and then he said you you want the impossible you know after yoda says these things 
And then Yoda just just does it. Yeah. Just does mm-hmm. it, you know. And Luke's like, I can't believe it, and that's why you fail because yeah. you don't believe in the Force. Um, and to me, that was a very powerful scene of like you knew and you understood that once Luke got to that point to where he was able to believe and trust in the Force, man, what kind of a Jedi he was going to mm-hmm. be. Um, and so Yoda, I would say, is probably my favorite character, and that's my favorite moment. Empire's my favorite movie, and the original trilogy is probably my favorite trilogy. Oh, um, easy, I would say. I think it's the best trilogy. I don't think it's my favorite. Mm. It's interesting. And I'm pretty sure, I think I know which one is your it's favorite. It's going to be the next one that we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about the sequel trilogies in the next podcast, so thank you no, so no, much. No, no, no. <laughs> we're talking about the prequels next. <laughs> the next podcast. Yeah, so we'll talk about the prequel trilogy and, and this next podcast with the Star Wars historians. Tim, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, and we'll see you guys later. Bye.